because he bet. He said, I bet I can't. If you can make this movie, I'll keep my own skin. And then we got good. So, first off, you did it up. It was cut up and, and uh, prepared. Like, they got a chef prepared. So, yeah, I think it was like, I think it was like sauteed and like lemon. Sauteed in like a lemon and garlic sauce or something is the kind of thing. I do. Oh, wow. Automatic app, so we can definitely plug that. Well, we can definitely plug that. Compatible with that. ghostpp.podomatic.com you have to spell p both times like the bodily function that's important well we made it yeah will's already throwing stuff <laughs> will will whoa bro whoa so i'm here with nick holland um we didn't catch it on the last podcast but uh he was uh last week starring in an old spice commercial I this feel week, like I still am this week, even more so. Well, uh, this week I actually caught your new Dr. Pepper 10 commercial when you were running through the woods and drinking oh, yeah. a manly 10-calorie soda. It so, kept me spry. Yeah. You know, I never felt bogged down. It's cool that you have all these roles, bearded roles in commercials. They're just like, you can see he was popping up for you. Bearded guys. It's the highest demand and the rarest calling. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Well, <laughs> so we uh, this is uh, Weston Unruh. Um, not this. The other voice you've been hearing. Uh, what if we did it backwards for <laughs> like an entire episode? They're like, wait, is it? We should just keep it pretty. Come up with code names at some point too. Uh, and uh, and our uh, our audience. Yeah, we have a room full today. Whole room. We have our first guest ever, Jack. Jack Martin. Martin is going to be making Woo! some appearance. Jack, we're, uh, we're not ready for you. Yeah, uh, so we're making just, them all sit in the living just, room. Uh, just focus on the game. Uh, Don't make us change it to Pretend the like channel. we're not even here. Pretend like we're not even here until we call you on. Um, Kevin Bennett. Also joins us today with his. He's already writing new jokes, new material down over there. Yeah, I got some stuff. <laughs> uh oh. Well, you just keep quiet too for now. Watch the game. It's an important. This one matters, right? Yeah. To people's so. brackets. Yeah. I think so. Yep. It's March. We're in March Madness. It's a beautiful, snowy Colorado Saturday. Yeah. Really nice. Got the windows open. Um, Will's here. Beth is here. Uh, Will's our roommate. <laughs> and uh, and Kelsey West joins us all the way from Kansas. Thanks for coming out for the show. <laughs> from Kansas. Just, Just for the podcast today. It was, it's a Man. long drive, uh, but we still aren't going to go over time. 
This road's about an hour. Yeah, so. no, we're not going over time. Sorry. Got, got a lot of things to do. You want to be driving back to Kansas, too, after, at some point. So, um, I guess we probably should just start with how our week went, getting this damn thing on the, um, the internet. Really frustrating. And, and being um, a librarian and an accountant <laughs> and people that deal with computers and technology and software... With degrees. We have college and degrees. We both have college educations. Uh, and uh, and we could not do this thing that everybody on the internet said it took you ten, ten minutes, minutes to do. And it just several hours into the process, like, just a lot of shows of frustration. Um, and we're pretty sure that it's not our fault, actually, that it's not on iTunes yet. And so, like, just bear with us. And yeah. if you're listening to this on iTunes right now, then stop worrying. You can stop worrying. <laughs> we, figured, <laughs> we solved everything. That was pretty amazing if they're like, wait, I downloaded this on iTunes. This is on iTunes. <laughs> and so then you just negate what we just said. Things have I mean, gotten better. Time travel or something. But, uh, but we did find a way to put it on at uh, Potomatic. They're not listening to it. It doesn't matter, Jack. I um, I really want to hunt the guy down who made the ten minute YouTube video, or the five minute. It was a five minute video. Said you could do it in ten minutes. I want to find that. Which guy. Which is confusing in the first place. <laughs> yeah. How do you do it in five? It seems like hubris. And I watched the video probably thirty times. So you invested. <laughs> Multiple nights, multiple hours on multiple nights, and it's still not up there. But it is up on Podomatic.com. Yeah. We did find the good people at Podomatic, and so again, if you're hearing this and you somehow can't just look upwards at the address bar to see what it is you're hearing, that's ghostpp.podomatic.com. And, uh, you know, so it's still going up on the internet. We're working on the iTunes thing. Is that what it is? The, uh, the link to it is GhostPP? GhostPP. Yeah, I remember typing that. Um, we had a lot of fun trying to figure out Yeah. the description box and the, <laughs> where do we, what's the, what link? It's a, it's a brave new world. Um, but yeah, so here we are, uh. We should probably thank Jacob, too. We do. We need to thank Jacob Erdman, who drove over, also has a professional job. Yeah. And also couldn't couldn't help us in our predicament. Uh, but when he showed up, he acted like we were the dumbest people. He's like, nah, I got this. He didn't even take his coat off. He's like, get in a drink, take care of it. No, no. He flipped it back like he was Batman or something in his cape. It just, and, and he, he started down, like doing it like a movie hacker. It was just <laughs> flipping a pen like uh, Boris and Goldeneye, you know, James Bond Goldeneye. Just, and then and then he didn't get it to work either, much to our delight. And, uh, He's like, man, I, I have no idea. I was like, see, we're not stupid. But he has a great podcast called Beer and Banter, also heard. on Potomatic. And uh, his is up on iTunes, so we can really not talk because his is can be found at the iTunes store. Don't you think maybe he knew what the problem was? <laughs> He's like, those assholes have been talking about stealing my podcast. There's no way it's getting iTunes. We are engaged in kind of a secret war right now with him. 
Jack is motioning. <laughs> is it pee? He's holding your breath? You can go pee as many times as you want to as long as you use the restroom. Take a vow of silence? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. They are conspiring. I think they're trying to break us. Yeah, yeah, that's totally what's happening. So the heckling has begun. Jack needs to trim that happy trail up, though. This happy trail? Look at it. That is an old man. <laughs> Happy trail. It's just hanging out. Why is he doing All that? All right. I I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pretend I'm just gonna pretend it's not even happening. Uh, but so there's something I need to talk about from last night after we parted ways last night right. after uh, Tarot's Tarot's open mic every Friday night at seven seven p.m. seven. Sorry, I. Do you know how much you guys are picking? It's just gonna sound like sounds like the fucking zoo. Right but uh, all right. So after Pateros, okay. Which again, yeah, uh, seven seven thirty p.m. every Friday night. It's a nice uh, mic room, and I I had an obligation to go catch up with somebody uh, that I hadn't seen for a while. <coughs> And they wanted to meet at the Social, which is a fancy place in uh, Fort Collins. Social, if you guys are listening, I'm sure you could... We'd love to have you as a uh, sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Just some of those free, really overpriced, delicious drinks. Uh, we, could, we could say you a few more times, definitely. Definitely. The Social, the Social. Uh, so anyway, I was waiting to get into the Social, and... I was in line behind a bachelorette party. Okay. And it was terrible because uh, they were all varying states of drunk, and they were reading over, like, their uh, their bachelorette party list of accomplishments they had to achieve. And I quickly realized that the woman who's wearing the crown, uh, which I quickly guessed was the bride-to-be, was by far the drunkest in in the whole group, and it wasn't really that late. It was about 10 p.m., right. and so I wait. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to take me forever. And it's going to take me forever because uh, there's like eight of these girls, and then they wouldn't let her into the session. <laughs> they wouldn't let her because she was too drunk? Or? She was too drunk, too and drunk the, to guy was like, the guy was like, I don't, he's like, I don't feel comfortable letting you try and walk down the stairs. Uh-huh. And then the entire bachelorette party got really angry. I'm sure. Jesus. <laughs> it was like, and I mean, it was. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think what I'm trying to say is like, it's one of those moments that you see that is like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon. You know, it's such a rarity to actually walk in and and find that happening. Yeah, because <laughs> it was just. Because I'm sure that Bachelorette Night just took a darker turn right there oh, man, at about 10, 15 mom. p.m. They just got really pissed, you know? Drunk, um, angry girls on a Bachelorette party. Right, like a Bachelorette party gone wrong. Gone. Hell hath no fury, like a Bachelorette <laughs> party gone wrong once they're all liquored up. Who turns a Bachelorette away from their bar. I don't care how drunk she is. You know what I mean? Like, that's like... Well, I think the social, though, is, uh... The social is, like, 
doesn't even play music. Okay. Or plays music so low that you're only subconsciously so aware of grown up okay. place with like seven dollar drinks and I I I paid fourteen dollars for two drinks there. It was whiskey filled with crush it was like bourbon and lime juice filled with crushed ice. So I knew that it wasn't even that much with a sprig of mint leaf and it was That's in $3. a little metal bucket. And no, that was seven dollars. No, the the mint leaf was three dollars. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like could you leave off the mint leaf? And you know what? Because it was a good mint leaf. When I took it out and I chewed on it for a while, I was like, Wow. These people do not skimp on Fourteen dollars on two drinks. Well, we ended up at the Rio, so also that's another great the Rio place. To is interested in in um, sponsoring a local podcast, um, we could we could talk about the Rio a lot. And their seven dollar drinks, margaritas, best margarita in town. Yeah, I haven't tried them all, but it definitely is the best margarita in town. And uh, we had a lot of margaritas there. Too many. I I know every time I wind up at the Rio, pretty much is uh, is with my mother when she comes in town to visit, and we always have too many margaritas yeah, right. as well. So I started just we're all crammed into a booth, and I just start ordering them, and I was to the point where I would look down and realize that there was a lot less in my glass than what I remembered. Right, because the three girls sitting across just kept taking it and drinking it. Oh, I thought you were just on drinking autopilot. Well, no, because I'd already had too much, so I shouldn't have been right. like ordering more. But uh, I knew what they were up to, and I almost got really angry. <laughs> like late at night, I was drinking tequila. I was like a little baby when you take something away from right. you and they throw a fit. I almost had one of those moments and yelled at people in public. I did that. Shouting I yelled at people in public on Wednesday night, actually, and it was. <laughs> oh, the story I, you told last night. Yeah, the story yeah. You told last night. That was well. Maybe we should fill people in. Okay. Uh, well, and you know, and actually, so I felt bad because I was going way over time. Yeah, but just who as cares I about often that? Want really? To do. You know, well, I think Kevin that's... cared about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I was getting ready to shit Kevin, on him for a minute. Kevin yeah, waving. Three minutes over the five minute mark, Mister Holland. <laughs> yeah, and so, but I'm proud of the work that I did. Uh, <laughs> funny. Even if it took me. Thank you. Thank you. A the, spontaneous uh, applause break on First the one. podcast. The crowd is a little unruly today. They're very unpredictable and hazardous. It was the first uh, and, uh, applause break for our podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man. It's a big moment. Let's uh, have a drink. Thanks. But, um, so ba- basically, though, that story involves going to a bar that was crowded and kind of noisy on a Wednesday night and it being uh, really quite loud. Yeah. And me speaking in that loud bar way you do to uh, uh, to whoever to all of the people I was with. And uh, and then some guy getting kind of upset that I was being loud because he and his girlfriend were playing it, trying to play trivia. And then he, were you spoiling answers or like, no? I wasn't spoiling answers. I think that they were just sitting further away than trivia from everybody else, okay. and I was sitting in between them and the rest okay. of trivia. And our conversation must have been impeding his trivia focus. Okay, and so 
he comes up and he sits down and he's like, well... Uh, he sits down at your table. He sits down at my table. See, right that's a... Uh, and he leans in. That's a uh, aggressive It's a pretty tactic. aggressive move. Yeah. And... And he was like, hey, I heard you uh, say you work at a library. And I was like, yeah, I do. I work at a library. And he was like, well, you know how at a library people are quiet? Um, some of us are trying to play trivia right now. And, uh, and you're trivia. being too loud. And I was like, um, I thought all the trivia was over there. And he was like, well, it's not. Trivia's happening all over. And I was like, well, maybe you could find a seat closer to the rest trivia. of the trivia. And he was like... You're just being too loud. Everyone within 20 feet can hear you. And 20 feet is really a lot more feet than you think it is, you know, in spatial relationship. Right. So I pointed at somebody at the bar that was like, you know, 10 feet away. And I was like, go ask that guy what I just said. You know, ask him what I've been talking about. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, and then he and I just made eye contact and just held it for... You know, one of those tense moment things where, and that yeah. was that you was where I that was where too. I started thinking about breaking his glasses. Okay. You know, that was where because I always have like, <laughs> I always have these like hilarious psychotic thoughts that'll just like whenever right. I'm in like a tension situation, I just think about what the funniest aggressive thing to do at that moment in time would be, and in my mind at that point it was like. Reaching across the table, just snapping his glasses. Uh, oh, so not hitting him in the face, but actually no. pulling them off of his face, snapping what? them in two, yeah. and seeing what he does. Send them on the table. <laughs> just see what he does. Yeah, yeah. That's like I've always thought too. Like one thing that I've wanted to do to if there was ever like an enemy, if I ever had a level of an enemy <laughs> that you guys saw each other and you hated each other so much that every time you saw each other. You had a handshake, like a ser or maybe if like somebody that I'm on handshaking friendship terms with <laughs> betrays me in like a really like Greek fucking way okay. or something, you know. Uh, I've always wanted to like go in for the sh the handshake, okay, we're doing, and it then just grab the top of their thumb <laughs> oh, and just fold it back to the wrist. And I was like, that would be I like never shaking his thumb <laughs> or fist bumping. It would be uh, I don't know. Those are just the kind of things that go through my head. Of okay. um, hilarious, violent things to do at a moment's notice, and so I, I thought about breaking his glasses and just seeing, and then I was like, and then reality comes back. Have you ever acted on one of them? Uh, yes, but not for quite some time. Okay. Uh, still not gonna go into it on episode two. Of Ghost Pig. But maybe someday. But maybe okay, someday. So a maybe someday. Cliffhanger. Maybe episode 10 is uh, when we die because something to do with your story. Right. Alright, so does the guy get up and walk off? Does he. Well, we have this stare down. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to break his glasses, which would be awesome and hilarious, but would bear consequence. Right. You know. Financial, probably. <coughs> Financial, possibly Physical. even legal. Legal, you know, yeah. yeah. And so, instead, I shake his hand, and actually, I don't break his thumb either. And, and you know, it, that one didn't even pass through my head at that point in time. Okay. Breaking the thumb handshake thing is just something I've always thought would be so funny that I have to put it in a movie or do it in real life okay. at some point, you know. And uh, but I shake his hand and I say, "Hey, man." I'm sorry I was shitting all over your trivia game. 
I'll be a little quieter now. And I'm still pissed, but then he, like, gets up, he walks away. He wasn't sure if you are being a smart-ass. <laughs> right, you know, because I said it super sincere, but I said, I'm sorry, I'm shitting all over your trivia game. I'll try and keep it a little quieter now. Okay. And so I think I kind of disarmed him, because he was like, yeah. what the... And, and then we both sat down at our tables just pissed, but the initial thing was over. And then I was trying to speak a little quieter, and I had this terrible realization... Because I was speaking quieter, and more or less the people I was talking to could still hear me just fine. And I was like, oh my god. I was speaking too loud. I didn't need to be speaking as loudly as I was. And then so I was kind of like humbled, and it really, like, I was like, I was reflecting on that. I handled it the way I did. Well, but I was also, I was reflecting on it, and it was like, some of the time I'm wrong, you know? And part of being a human in the world is understanding that sometimes you're wrong and then he and his girlfriend get up to leave and trivia's not even over and so that spikes Mm. something in me already i'm like wait you know fuck these (laughs) and and then though he's walking by i'm like well whatever you know i again i've just been taught a lesson so i'm just gonna reflect and focus and, and he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, oh, and uh, by the way, it's a picture of Dorian Gray, not the portrait of Dorian Gray. Because somebody I was with earlier had mentioned Dorian Gray, the Oscar Wilde novel. Okay. And, uh, and neither one of us had been entirely sure which was picture or portrait. And mm-hmm. we were like, but it was like, yeah, I know exactly what, what story you're talking about. And the guy taps me on the shoulder <laughs> and he says... Oh, by the way, it's the picture of Dorian Gray, not the portrait of Dorian Gray. I hadn't even said that. You got I hadn't you even said that. And it, slams, and it had been that he had been eavesdropping on yeah. me for like a while. Like before the volume even rose, or anything, but from the instant I got there, he was like hearing what I was saying. Right. And then he dropped a trivia bomb on me as a parting blow. I wasn't there to fucking play trivia. And then I just saw red. And I got, like, so angry. And I stood up, and I turned after him, and I yelled something. And this was, again, this was not, like, just my too loud bar voice, as it turned out. Certainly wasn't. I mean, this was me intending to be heard. And I yelled something that uh, you can't repeat on the radio. And this is a podcast, and so I don't know where the rules fall. You can say whatever you want. I'm pretty sure you can yeah, say it, yeah. yeah. So I said, hey, you misquoted me, you cunts. And I said that loud enough that, like, other people in Trailhead turned. But he and his girlfriend, that's conspicuously the one thing that I said that they didn't hear. Oh, they didn't And then they just walked a little faster out. And then I drank, like, and then I was, like, pissed. No, they didn't. I yell rude things in bars all the time. It's, you know. It could be like your thing, man. <sighs> yeah, I. Uh, like I'm the guy who goes and yells. I'm just terrible, uh, but it's pretty tolerable. I think <laughs> I, I'm polite about it until the yelling starts. Uh, but and then I drank like four more there. All of a sudden, and the night really like escalated. That was Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I was filled with a lot of regret mm-hmm. on Thursday. <laughs> Remorse. Thursday day. Regret and I, I pain and remorse and like the like, 
can't believe I yelled at people at a bar and then just got this, this drunk. And, uh, I, you know, so that was very humbling. Right. So, trivia night must be a pretty big deal there. They it must serious. be. And then I thought I saw him the next day at lunch, too. Yeah. And now it was like this, seeing red again, yeah. and, but being hung over this time and already having all that <laughs> all the the guilt and remorse. I had a, uh, I went to Jalazi Thursday night. Open night oh, there. That's a riot, isn't it? And, uh, I hear that room's really heating up. Well, I had a, I had a. Uh, <laughs> I hear it's getting. They're melting the ice cream in that place. I, uh, <laughs> I had a pretty cool experience. Saw something pretty cool happen. Miraculous, if you will. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, before the show, the captain, Captain Jason, and I were walked around uh, the building for just a little pregame stroll. If you know, right. you know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay. <laughs> So as he's turning the corner, he has like a mm, couple inches maybe of a of a marijuana cigarette, and he sees a homeless guy sitting there, and he walks over to him and he's like, "Hey man, do you want the, uh, the rest of this?" The guy's like, "Fuck yes, dude! This is awesome. Thanks a lot. It's like so appreciative. You got this little bit of a joint, you know." So he sits there, smokes his joint. Captain Jason goes into the show to start it. I don't know, five minutes into the show. I wasn't there. Jack, you were there, weren't you? Yes. Five minutes into the show, some random guy walks in off the street while Jason's up there, like, kicking the show off, and hands him 50 bucks. And uh, he said he just won some prize, some $100 prize or something, and then walks out. And Are so, you serious? So no, Jason... He, he said, my bu- he, was, he was walking by with his buddy and their wives, and he said, I just won $100 because I bet him that I would come in here and take the microphone and talk into it. And you're letting me do it. Oh, is that what So happened? I'm going to give you $50. <laughs> I'm going to split it with you. And Jason was like, okay. I like you guys. I like you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And then, so then he opens the opens the bar up for everybody to have wow. drinks. And it was like instant. You saw like the, the circle of karma. You know, one good deed. Boom. Another Paying good deed. it forward. Yeah, yeah. Without that lame kid from the <laughs> Sixth Sense or whatever. Yeah. I don't know that movie. Wasn't Keanu Reeves in that shit, too? What? What? Is Will in his room yelling? I like girls. Yeah, whenever whenever (laughs) Will wakes up from his nap, he just starts screaming in his room for no reason. He's such a weird guy. I know. I mean, I really like him. He's he's a good guy. He sleeps in like a swing, (laughs) like a hammock. He's a good guy, but, but... Like when he's when he's when he's chill, he's yeah. so oh, chill. One of the best people you know, I've ever met. He's like the funniest guy, but yeah, that temper. Yeah, it's just um, like when he gets hungry. Okay, know. well, so I think it's it's just about time, and so we should we should bring on our guest, but but to lead off a about. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not ready for you yet. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Give it another. Can you keep it down? Uh, but. This guy is, uh, he's a, uh, a comic, a poet, a, uh, teacher. a teacher, mm-hmm. a, a father, mm-hmm. a bald man. Very bald. Um, we could talk about that. Let me write that down. He's, like yeah, about jump, jump down. Okay. Make sure we get to... I got a list going here. Okay, good. We're good. gonna, I think yeah. Jack has the answers. I really I do. But did yeah. you want to, did you want to... We're going to invite people to call in on the show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so if you have any questions for any any of this so far, you can just call in. During uh, the interview. That's, you have a question uh, for Jack. That's 800-GO-PEH. It wouldn't fit to fully spell. That's just the P, or is it P-E? It's P-E. It's P and one E. Okay, P and so one E. I don't know. That's Hey, what can you do? Uh, and call in with any questions. The lines are open. Um, just... We'll oh, yeah, we'll it looks like we got a call. Yeah. We're going to take... You want to put it on, put it on uh, speaker? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you're on, you're on Ghost P. I was calling to say, what is Ghost P? Well, actually, that's, uh, that's really relevant and interesting. Uh, thanks, mysterious caller. I uh, didn't kind of sounded, kind of sounded like Bane <laughs> from the, you know, from the Batman movies, I think. But, so... Uh, Ghost P, if you do a quick Google search, you'll find that Ghost P is often described as either when you think that you have to pee, and then no urine comes out, and then there's also uh, very clear pee, I believe you referenced That's... that once in, uh, in last week's show, and then the other one, and really the most fascinating, is when people believe the ghosts have been peeing in their home. And that is actually, that is a, that a was, that was a thing that there was a lot of stuff on the internet about. And it was, I think a ghost has been peeing on the walls of my home. And so, like, apparently people would come back and, you know, there'd be no signs of forced entry or they'd leave a room and then suddenly they'd smell urine and they'd return and there'd be, like, a big piss stain on the carpet or on some of their stuff. And so... It's me. I'd yeah. sneak in the people's homes and pee on stuff. Well, as we established last week, Weston has to pee a lot. He's a... Small little bladder. So yeah, it's, it's I'm like taking a, it slower today because uh, I don't want to get up during the interview. I really want to hear what Jack has to say. So, oh, you should we are we ready to bring him on and then uh, we can check back in on the phone lines? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's bring on our first guest tonight. We're gonna go ahead and... Come on, Kelsey, clap. All right. This is the worst clapping. <laughs> I love bullying one audience member into clapping. Clap your damn hands right that. now. I think we're Slap them together. Um, excuse me, I can see back there you're not clapping. Jack, uh, thanks for the beer today. Thanks for drinking. I would like to... Uh, it was I, our pleasure. I got it at the liquor store. So far the peach, thanks, uh, the yeah. shade, tree shake, imperial peacher that Odell, it's probably the tastiest. You haven't had the... Oh, the La Folia. Oh, it's gone, it looks like. Yeah, we drank it. Okay. Yeah. You made it's us good, wait though. too long. You know, I thought Ghost P was the 16th letter of the Ghost Alphabet. Oh. <laughs> Clever. That's such a fucking English teacher joke. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, we could talk about is your teaching? Yeah, I do that. What yeah. grade do you teach? Oh. Do you um, teach multiple grades? Yeah, or are you I just teach. totally unaware of... I know. I teach... <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the kids are older than others and some are younger. And they come to learn things and I let them. Do you let them or do you occasionally inhibit the knowledge of it? You see a kid and you're like, I don't really like this kid. And then you actively undermine their education. How often does that happen? That's an excellent question. 
Um, I don't really undermine. I just watch them. I see, uh, watch maybe, them undermine themselves. They do. Um, yeah. The thing yeah. is, a lot of studies show that kids will learn anyway, no matter what the teachers do. Children what? Children will learn anyway. Will they, learn anyway. They will keep learning no matter what the teachers do. If you've got a good teacher, you'll learn more. But if you've got a bad teacher, you're going to learn anyway. And that was a very freeing moment when I read that research. Oh, about, yeah. About, yeah. Anxiety. Right on. Okay, so, so I'll just do my best. I teach ninth grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade. Right wow, English. English, classes. English, yes. So what specifically about 10th graders do you work so hard to avoid? Is there something about... <laughs> well, well I, I could say they're sophomoric, but, I, yeah. but that would be a stupid joke. <laughs> Is that joke. why it's called sophomores? Yeah, because they're sophomoric. Wow. Um, um, yeah, it's just luck of the draw. I just don't have any 10th graders. Big well, thank God. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, it's like 1,400 kids. Okay. No... Fourteen and five. Okay. Sixteen hundred kids. Sixteen. So which is it? I'm getting lost here. My uh, my math SATs were the <laughs> lowest. I'm gonna put that out there. <laughs> Mine were the highest. I didn't take the. I think well, you're ACT. now, so yeah. it makes it makes more sense. I do no math, but yeah. yeah. My math SATs were highest too. Were they? Yeah. I wasn't. I only missed one question on the reading. The SATs. Wow. Pretty, pretty good that's at pretty, reading. That's good. Pretty good that's at impressive. Reading. You're a great reader. I'm Are you being serious about that? Quite. And you're a librarian. Then. Nick's I'm brother. A librarian. Nick's brother is a noted poet. He's a noted poet. Two and published works. And two two published works. His name's uh, Dustin Holland. If you uh, would we'll just plug everybody. Yeah, let's Talk plug everybody. Uh, if you just uh, <laughs> if you uh, look up the Cleft Jaw Press, Cleft with a K. Mm. Jaw spelled as edgy. The jawbone. Oh, okay. yeah, they're quite edgy. Okay. I mean, he is—he's an edgy young man. The, the, and the I think that if uh, if Fast. Dustin uh, were to hear this, uh, he'd be like, "Well, at least he mentioned how goddamn edgy." <laughs> I think he is edgy. He's a—he's a surrealist poet. He—he's uh, an American surrealist. He is. So you're really into to poetry too? Yep. Because you have I'm, some notoriety in town. I'm a reader. <laughs> You can read or you do read? Yes, both. Okay. Yes, yes, works. Um, w would you like me to show you? Well, I'm doing it right now. Well, you can share with everybody yeah, you at could home. Read, you could read the What's cover of uh, Who's Holding Our uh, Mic. The Pope Francis. Pope Francis. The times they are a changing. Yeah, he sings that. He's really famous for his cover of that. <laughs> and, and he's. Yeah, no, that's a picture, so that's not really reading. Um, but you can see. Sting and Paul, yeah, I have eyes. Sting and Paul Simon uh, are hitting the road. Okay, well, that was my reading. Good job. You can read. <laughs> Round of applause. Everybody clap right now. You know, now, you know, would be an excellent time to read a good book. Yeah, which, did you, did like you have a book in mind? Or? Um, just allowed to the, the poem. Would you like to read a poem? Would you like to read a poem? Oh, yeah, bro. I address. always carry my poems around. <laughs> well, probably on your phone, yeah. You, yeah. We could no, totally... We live quick, in the internet age. Google search. <laughs> and um, let's, let's see. Um, hope is the thing with feathers. Um, despair has a Twitter account. <laughs> Motherfucker. So you've been doing comedy in Fort Collins for yeah. You've lived in Fort Collins for how long? Um, I moved up here in 1976. 
when I was an undergraduate. 76. And then I left for a couple of years between like 83 and 87. Is that down in Denver? Yep. Because you've done comedy. So when did you start doing comedy? 1987. 87. So you're in Denver. Yep, I was in Denver. I was at uh, the Comedy Works. I used to go to the Comedy Works. Um, open mic nights and watch the comics and think, yeah, I wonder if I'm brave enough to do that. And then I saw one of my old friends from from college. I think I was like 28 or 29. Okay. And he, he was on stage. He, he, was, he was a guy, uh, Mike Long, he, he's got a great joke. He says, uh, in a New York accent, he's a little short, <laughs> gruff guy, says, uh, is it hot in here or is it just my personality? <laughs> and then he... Tells jokes. Yeah. You guys know uh, George McClure? Uh, I've heard the yeah, name. George McClure. Yeah, he and he and Mike were buddies. Okay. They started comedy about the same time. So you started doing. You started down there. How long did you go and watch open mics before you decided I'm gonna give it a shot? Mm, about six months, nine months. Uh, then I saw Mike Long and I thought, shit, I'm as funny as he is. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. I'm gonna get on stage. <laughs> and I got on stage at the. I. I did the Fort Collins Comedy Works first because it was the next night on a, yeah, I don't remember, Monday maybe? Okay. It was on a Tuesday because it was Monday in the Denver Comedy Works. So the Comedy Works had a store here or had a place here? Yeah, they had a place here and one in Florida too. I think it was in wow. Tampa. Huh. Uh, the woman who owns the Comedy Works now used to be a waitress at the Comedy Works. She was a theater major at CSU. Uh, wow. Wendy? That's, yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, she doesn't remember me. <laughs> Hi, Wendy. So, why did they shut it down here? Just it, They weren't making enough money. Okay. Yeah. So, you moved back to Fort Collins. In 88, to work on my MFA in poetry. Okay. And you was there a comedy scene in Fort Collins when you moved back? Yeah. Yeah, I used to cut class on Tuesday nights to come do comedy. Nice. Cool. Comedy yeah. Works had an open mic. Anywhere else, like there is now? Because there's like, what, four or five open mics? Uh, they, they, it, comedy was different now than it yeah. was then. You know, like, like um, back then there was a club scene, I mean, a comedy club scene, and, and, and everybody, and, and when people would come, it was different people every night, you know? And so, so there was Tuesday night open mics, um, there was Monday night in Denver, and, and you didn't have to call them all the time mm -hmm. you just you just right. went in and signed up and and don becker would put you on and if he didn't like you'd say no right but otherwise he'd put you on if, 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 as long as he didn't if he didn't if he really didn't like you he'd say no uh -huh. or he'd put you on way late you see that kevin <laughs> you can just say no if you want i could just say no yeah but when I come to sign up, you can just be like, nah, no, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for professionalism. If you can make him laugh, you can do comedy. That's all I care about. If you make him laugh, it's all So what he's saying is he wants to say no, but he's yeah. just well, being you're professional. Well, you on the head. Don, 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 Don Becker's though. dead now. Oh, really? Yeah, Don Becker, uh, he, won, <laughs> he won like the funniest person in Denver contest. Okay. Like back in the mid-80s. You know, they had some contest in, at the Comedy Works, and he won it. And then he and uh, Paul Brown and a couple other guys, Paul, I think, went to prison for drugs. And, uh, like, I heard about five years ago, he might be getting out now. He, um, they went to the railroad yards in Denver, and, and Becker jumped in front of a train, and it, it severed both his arms. What? 
Yeah. And so he and they 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 reattached. It's a violent podcast today. Mm-hmm. Ripping thumbs off, arms being ripped off. This is real life. Oh, this is real violent. life. Welcome to Fort Collins. So he had a he had a prosthesis. Okay. Um, and on one of his arms, and the other arm they reattached, and two of his fingers worked just enough that he could smoke. Oh. And well, that's all you need, right? What else do you need? Really? Yeah. Um, that's insane. I think if I think if I ever had something that happened where I lost both my arms, I'd be like. All right, I'm just going to smoke for the rest of my life. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I lost my arms. I well, deserve, as long as you had a functioning yeah, tooth. I deserve yeah. to be able to smoke at this point. So, let's see. I don't... Yeah, I, yeah. so that's an interesting Don Becker story. And then, uh, then he stopped doing the open mic nights, and Tim Testa started doing... He was the MC of the open mic nights, like, maybe... 10 years ago it was after I stopped doing comedy and then uh, now what's the guy's name Deacon Blues Deacon or something Gray. Deacon Gray. Gray Deacon Blues Gray. is a uh, steely dance song close but uh, yeah. Gray's just a shade yeah anyway so so I so yeah we um, did comedy for about five years there, there was there I, I did have to drive around there was one open mic night like on a Wednesday down in Denver at the Forum on South Broadway that's where the okay. guys. That's where the blind guy stood up during my blind joke. Oh, like, hey, yeah. I'm blind, and I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> was he really facing the wrong way? Because no. that, that would be amazing if it really. <coughs> well, but if you were blind, you would face the speaker, right? Wouldn't you? Right. right. Yeah. Well, maybe. I, I gotta give him crazy. a little more credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you, how long did you do it before you? Because you took a break for a while. I did it um, off and on until about 92, and then I got married, okay. and then I stopped. And you had kids? Yep, three kids. And so, it was just too much, too time-consuming, or she was like, um, you need to stop because you're not funny at all. I get that look from my wife sometimes, as I'm leaving, she's just Yeah, like, well, mm-hmm. well you, you deserve it. But, uh, <laughs> 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 um... Uh, All right, our first guest, everybody. <laughs> just shut it down there. Uh, my, uh, I, I uh, you know, I stopped doing comedy partially. I promised myself that I'd get my MFA in creative writing, that I'd finish my master's degree mm-hmm. before uh, before I went on the road. Okay. And I'm a really shitty student. I'm not good at completing things right away. And so, yeah. And so I never went on the road. And before I knew it, like I got my, I finally finished my MFA in '96. Took the test I had to take, and and I, and by then I thought, you know, comedy's not that funny, and I don't want to be on the road, and and there's no money in it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and all the comics are crazy. <laughs> That's I mean, still it's, true, I think. It's true, but some some of them are nice, you know. And right. <laughs> so, so was it rough back then, like getting into it, open mics? No, it was or was easy. it just like it is now? It was easy. It was easy. It was a lot easier. Oh, it was easier? Yeah, I, I think it was easier. Um, if you were funny, you could get time. Mm-hmm. Like the other place I get time is, is they'd, give, they'd give you guest spots. At the comedy works, like you know, I, I do five minutes between the opening act and the middle act. Oh, okay. At the Fort Collins works, and and I got on the regular schedule at the 
at the Denver Works. I used to open shows. Open for Tom Arnold once. Really? Yeah, that's cool. He, he wasn't very nice. No? Nah. I'm not going to disparage him, but he deserves disparaging. <laughs> Somebody should. Well, you know, saying. it's funny. Is I actually, I, op- well, I mean, I didn't open directly for him. That would be a gross uh, misestimation. But I, I performed much earlier in the night at Denver Comedy Works a few years ago and Joe Rogan was like living oh, in Boulder yes. at the point in time and so yeah. he was the closing act yeah. and I and he did an incredible set and some of the set though because you know Joe Rogan's like style and the vibe yeah. he puts out yeah. was pointing out how little of it was written material which I think was always something that's been influential to me yeah. of just yeah. like trying to be like yeah, you're good putting off that, the cuff Is but I, he was like but he'd be like I stopped doing stuff I'd written 20 minutes ago. <laughs> How much longer we we got to keep going on this, That's you know? And it's right. that, like, and kind of that aggressive, like, tone minutes. and style he has yeah. with the audience, too. And That's so afterwards, do. though, I was like, you know, because I had the backstage access and everything, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, Joe Rogan, I you love your him? stuff. That was, that was oh, great. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. Thanks, and you know, yeah, but yeah. and now though I totally get that because I was like, did that go, did that go well, or did that go poorly with Joe Rogan? And now I realize like not even on his radar because I was some little kid that was somehow wandering around backstage, and he like you know it's gonna go do whatever Joe Rogan does yeah. probably Fuck. probably DMT I, and exercise. I did you know? it. I did a I did a guest spot in front of Bill Hicks one time, and then I was sitting at the back of the Comedy Works, um, which is the old, uh, it's it's the pub, the uh, the, the poolside at uh, Coopersmith's. Is, oh, that, really? It used to be the Comedy Works. And so, um, so anyway, I was I was sitting next to Bill Hicks, and I, you know, and I was, I said, I saw you perform, you know, and I was trying to say I, I thought you were great, and, and he said, uh, yeah, I saw you too. <laughs> and that was and that was it you know it was like, so bill hicks and i we had a moment that was after he quit drinking he used to he used to yeah i saw you too <laughs> saw you up there yeah yeah you were on stage too huh one of my friends uh sean he does comedy down in denver now sean cummings sean cummings yeah i, I used to uh I used to date his mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good moment. That's a great the magic of podcasting. That that can we can we use the that magic. clip to end like every show? I used to date his mom. Sean Gunn, I used to. I, I like her. She's a nice lady. Oh, she's um, a lovely lady. Nice, yeah. is she, Jack? I, I, hey. She's a nice lady. No, she's a nice lady. I, I haven't seen her. Anyway, um, and Sean was on, uh, you know, when we were doing Pateras Creek, when I just started, I came mm-hmm. back to comedy like at the beginning of last summer, and you were on stage, and, and I thought, oh, here, I got a line for him, and I said to Sean, uh, uh, tell Nick, because I knew you guys knew each other, I said, tell Nick he, that he should put this tagline in, and Sean goes, mm, I think he works a little looser than that. <laughs> 
like, a little oh. looser, a little looser. And, and, and you know what? I didn't even mention the mom thing. I just said, okay. I dated your mom. <laughs> By <laughs> like, the way. Oh, yeah? I dated your mom. <laughs> but but Sean Cummings, I would always talk about when we, when we saw plays that we didn't like. He's a good actor. And we'd be like, and he came up with, to walk up to people like afterwards, if you saw a play and you knew them and they were in it and everything, and say like, man, that show is a real alligator. And then you just walk away. And so that you say something, like nobody knows what that means. Be like, alligator, was that, was that yeah. good or bad? And then you just get out of there. Yeah. So you just give them something that like trips them up and then you just Line away. So, so does somebody like, you don't I know? Can, I can only no, guess. No, people you do people know. You do know. <laughs> so it's like this thing, it's like you said. And then if they ever bring it up, you either have to remember what your first crazy comparison was, or come up with a new, even crazier comparison. If, you if, know? if Sean's anything like his mom, he's really smart. He's, she's she's one yeah. of the smartest people I ever met. They are a smart clan. Yeah. So he would remember. He would go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, crocodile. <laughs> what a crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, just hold the mouth shut and and it can't get you. His other more transparent the was, tail. was, oh, man, you were really up there. That was the other yeah. more transparent one when you do kind of want to tell the person that they tanked. Yeah. Man. You were way up there. You were really up there. <laughs> okay, so you... Sounds like we have a caller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we checked the phone lines. See what it's called. You have ghost pee. Ghost pee. Ghost... Yes. Go yes. Hello? Hello, this is ghost pee. Ghost pee pee dot... Potomatic.com, you I, got us. I just found urine, and I'm wondering if you can help me. Oh, they think it's a did the urine? Did the urine come out of your body? Well, I don't know. Uh, hold on, I'm getting another call. Uh, uh, you're on hold. Uh, ghost pee. Fuck, it's a real I ghost. I think that's a real ghost. <laughs> I think that's a real ghost. All right, well... Uh, ghost <laughs> be on us. Uh, well, uh, my phone may be haunted. Uh, I did desecrate some graves earlier this week. And uh, so that's on me, guys. Did you do it in a loud voice? Maybe the guy playing trivia I was I did it a in ghost. a library voice, actually. Desecrating. <laughs> It's, you don't want to get caught, you know. Speaking of desecrating graves, my mom just died. Wow. Yeah. That's a right before transition. Christmas. Every uh, I'm so sorry everything a comedian says, you're like, all right, what's the joke here? <laughs> and, and every, and every, every, every about this. Right. Every time I mention it on stage, people get like really quiet. Yeah, not second. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but nobody ever remembers that my mom is dead because they think I'm kidding. She, she's dead, and and she died right before Christmas. And I was telling one of my buddies at school, one of the other teachers. This might say something about the education, and Ooh. I said, you know, my mom 
is, is dying. She and, and she's she she got real quiet for a while. That like the last day or two, she didn't speak. She just kind of laid there and made breathing noises. And uh, I said, I think she she really loved Christmas. I think she's gonna. I, I don't think she's gonna die until after Christmas. Mm -hmm. And my buddy says, Well, you'll have to decorate her. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked. <coughs> but she would have laughed at that. So good, good. She had a good sense of humor. Is that where you get your sense of humor? You think? Mm, that's an excellent question. I don't know. Fuck people. Are, you know, things are just funny. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to know where you get your sense of humor. I totally got elements of my sense of humor from my parents, and it's so funny because. Uh, you know they uh, they are divorced and woo been divorced for like you know like ten years or something okay. you know and uh, neither one of them now think that the other one is funny. <laughs> if, I, if I were to be like if I would it's and they like they certainly don't talk to each other but if I was to be like oh I was joking around with dad the other day you know universally it'd be something like oh. Michael has a sense of humor, you know? Yeah. And it's this thing where I know that the only way my parents ever got together in the first place was that they were both funny, smart people, right. you know? And that's yeah. like, yeah. That's, yeah. they met in grad school and everything. And so many of my elements of humor are, like, a lot of it is found on my own. But then there's little snippets that it's like, oh, that's definitely, that's like, that. dad. Yeah. Or, oh, that's mom, you my, know? My dad... Like, I was 35 before I realized that half the stuff... I mean, I thought he was an asshole. I was, like, 35 before I realized that most of the time he was joking. Yeah. You know, it's, it was... Well, I can see that in your irony. style a little bit, you know? The, the sheer deadpan... Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Funny guy. Jack Martin, everybody. I guess. Jack Martin. So you took a, you took a break. <coughs> From uh, comedy, and then you started up again. What made you start up again? Um, well, part part of the reason I quit, I didn't finish the story. Part of the reason I quit was because uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I wanted, and, and I've sort of given up on that. But I wanted to two things. One, when I got on stage, I was the first time. I was so scared, and I have a pretty flat affect anyway. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I, I kind of just deadpanned it, and I just told these jokes and luckily they were surreal jokes you know like you know those black cows with the white faces they're not really mimes they're cows <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah but but uh, but but uh, and I would get on stage and I'd like the first line I ever said on stage was well this is certainly festive and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so then I started getting comfortable on stage and and I got to where I could tell stories you know and I you know, I could be as, as as animated as I am right now no really did you, you guys should see him yeah did you see I gestured and my voice went and uh, the gesture was a somersault <laughs> just for you listeners at home. home yeah on your car and so I started telling, st and, and so I, I had two different personalities on stage, and, and it was I was trying to figure out how to reconcile them. And then I realized that you know a lot of the jokes I'm telling are kind of mean. You know I don't want to make fun of blind people. 
You know, I don't want, you know, like, I really like cows, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot of alcohol jokes that are kind of easy. And, and I thought, yeah, fuck this. I'll go write poetry and be a teacher. And I'm married and I got kids growing up. And comedy's kind of a dead end anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to hang out with bartenders and waitresses that you don't really like at once a year when you go to an another show in Florida or whatever. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Bill Hicks too. Yeah, hey. oh, thank you for the beer. What are we going to do now? Oh, oh, you got drugs? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know people that Wait, do Wait, comedians those. do drugs? Well, I know people that they do. They used to. Oh, used to. They used back to. in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. There's no more drugs in comedy. No, don't worry. I think it depends on the person, but but I so 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 I stopped and and I tried writing books of poetry and stuff. And you apparently got pretty good at that as well. Yeah, well, you know, some. What is the relationship for those two things now that like I mean you've you're doing comedy again, you know you've obviously I mean so you were just recently nominated to be the Poet Laureate of Fort Collins. I know I was right. nominated and I lost. Thank God. Thank God. Because right. that would have been worse. Would, would there have been, have been a lot more poetry output demanded of you, or would you have to write Fort Collins themed poetry only? <laughs> I, I, think, that I think. Yeah, that's why. That's why I voted so many times for the other person. <laughs> <laughs> was it just between you and one other person? No, there were four people. Four people. Abby Kapang. Um, Chloe Leisure and Jason Tyler, who's who's a great writer, by the way, and, and so so are Chloe and Abby, um, but but Jason is like my friend. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, so so I decided to focus my energy on writing. My ex-wife is is like a New York Times best-selling wow, adult really? novelist. Yeah, wow. yeah. She dropped me like a hot rock. <laughs> It seems like a wise decision to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys are starting to get to know me. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I, I spent about a year divorced and, and hung out with, you know, either my kids or, or, or nobody. And, you know, depending on whether my kids were, because I have them half the time and the other half okay. the time. And then uh, the summer came and I thought, oh, there's an open mic scene in Fort Collins. I should go do that. It might be fun. And... No, it's it is kind of fun, and I I don't feel bad about doing those jokes because I don't mean it, and right. uh, and you can stop and say, hey, that joke is mean, and and it, the audience goes, yes, it is, and you go, I'm glad we agree on that, <laughs> and and I'd like to write each of you an individual apology later if you'll give me your addresses, and that's a great way to meet women, right? Yeah. And stalk them, just, I, show, I up oh, just oh, show up at the oh, door, just show up at the door, oh. You know, you but the, talking but stories. But the, like, oh, the thing is, I'm 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 older now, and like like in comedy, I met, I just I just did it to make some friends and hang out in, yep. in an easy way, yeah. and uh, and uh, I met this woman, and I was like hitting on her, and and, and things were going really well, <laughs> and she puts her hand on my shoulder and she says, "You should date my mom." <laughs> <laughs> this is recently? Yeah, about nice. two weeks ago. And maybe two and a half. And I said... What's your number? I said, well, okay. 
And she she said, I said, she said, here's her picture. And I thought, and I looked at her mom and I thought, I must be really fucking old. <laughs> if she thinks that. It's like a woman on a respirator. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like my mom. I was like, she's almost dead, isn't she? Oh. I, I, I was going to decorate her for Christmas, but she didn't go out with me. Yeah, you'd have to wait for a long time. You yeah, know, well, I, I got, I'm, I'm old enough. I, got, I've learned to be time. patient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how does like <laughs> so how does like seamless transition Jack and uh, and comedy Jack? I mean, do they have influence they, they, on each other? They, or? they they live in different parts of the house. Yeah, they, you know, one drinks and one writes. You know, I mean, I probably if I were if I were more serious about comedy, I'd spend more time writing it. You know, right? I mean, I, I do find myself writing jokes down, but then when I read them on stage, nobody laughs. So I just started talking on stage because it 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 kind of comes from a different place. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, like last night Absolutely. I got on stage and I said. Because uh, because uh, Joshua Forbes, I was sitting next to Joshua Forbes, and he said, "This audience, what? The, why the hell did these people come? What are they here for?" Because they were sitting there quietly listening. Very polite. Yeah, yeah, very polite. Very polite. Very, crowd very nice. Very polite. Crowd. Yeah, polite. Yeah. And, and he it's said, nice "Why? Why did they come to a comedy show? Uh, why didn't they go to like a, a an etiquette show?" Or and I said, "I'll ask them." And so I got on stage and I said, "What's your name, sir?" And 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 your friend Eric said, "Eric, I think it was your friend Eric." It's friend of a friend. Yeah. Your friend of a friend. I met him, so I, I would say friends now. Acquaintance, Eric. I didn't meet this guy. No, you didn't meet him. I said, I, I, I don't want to meet him. Yeah, and I said, "Why are you here?" And he said, "We came to watch comedy." I said, "Well, why aren't you fucking laughing?" And he said, "Ha." It's probably a pretty spot on. Um, yeah, well, I, I, sometimes people. No, yeah, well, they didn't have a cold like I do. Um, the the thing is, sometimes audiences need permission to laugh. There, there. Th that's one of the things that uh, you, you know how comics will tell each other things about. Well, you you should put a tagline on that, or or that needs mm -hmm. a better punchline. Uh, one of the things that that somebody told me back in the 80s is every audience needs a leader okay you got to get somebody laughing and, and one of the problems with doing uh, uh, comedy shows like at, at little bars is that usually the leaders are the other comics mm -hmm. yeah so, and, and and usually the other comics have seen you before Mm -hmm. You know, right, and so it gets hard to like laugh at. Like, right. I know this material off the back of my head. Right, right yeah. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's I, a good joke, folks. I knew that one was coming. Yeah, and so they're all on their phones talking to each other, and and the other people in the audience are thinking, "Wow, I should get on my phone and talk to them." Right. You know. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I definitely see that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. So, and in in clubs, it's different because you got because people have to pay to come mm -hmm. in, even if it's yeah. three to five dollars. You know, they've they've made a choice to come in, and and that's an investment, and so they're going to pay attention. Like, you know, it's free, and mm 
and there aren't so many comics in the back. The comics laugh at weird shit. Comics, comics, it's comics. an odd breed of people. It's, just yeah, yeah. Well, the, but yeah, well, because they are like like comics. Usually, to be a comic, you're you're, you're pretty smart, and, and because you have to be pretty smart to be funny. I don't know why it is, but but in most cases. I've known a couple of really stupid people who are pretty funny, but they didn't know they were funny. They right. just, yeah. So <laughs> that's dramatic irony, I believe, to use your English teacher, uh, yeah, phraseology. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, so um, comics will 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 like there was this guy who used to get on stage in Denver. I can't remember his name, but he would talk about having butt sex with Stevie Nicks for like 10 minutes and the other comics uh, like I uh, yeah the other <laughs> comics would just stand there and just laugh their asses off because who says that yeah, exactly. you know right. I mean it, it was like really odd uncomfortable uncom- moment saying. for for five minutes and, and then he would keep coming back to Stevie Nicks and different kinds of things he wanted to do to her <laughs> You see, and that, that's what gets me laughing as a comic is whenever there's like a choice or series of choices where I'm like, I can't believe this motherfucker's doing this right now. Right. This is right. gold. And that's, but I understand that like uh, for the innocent civilians wandering in off the street, that like in large part the comics are laughing at whatever the other comic has chosen to do. Right. To the right. innocent bystanders that are in the audience, you know, you're just like. Right. But, but 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 do you guys know? I mean, I've started making choices based on what'll make the comedians laugh. Sometimes, Some, audience, some, sometimes know? I get yeah, up. A lot of nights, yeah. Sometimes I get up to to try to work on my set and to make make things, uh, you, you know, to, to be better at, at telling the jokes I've written. But other times I get up to see if I can make my buddies laugh. Right. Well, and I've got I've gotten feedback too from like audience members, like people either that I've known or have come to see comedy, or even just people that I haven't known and just the feedback. And the fact that the comics all like get along and there's way less BS and drama than there could be, you know, in any like creative community. Right. Right. Uh, I'm just waiting for like, the, I'm waiting for it. But but that that part of that is there there's nothing I mean there there may be two or three guys in, here that I know who are, who are thinking I'm going to make this my fucking life. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I mean there there's maybe maybe you know French accent and and Captain Jason, mm-hmm. you know, usually the guys that are running the rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, uh, and and without them there wouldn't we'll, be we'll a scene. Do it. Yeah, but but that that's 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 pretty much the pinnacle in Fort Collins, and and none of the other comics want to run a room because they can see how much how much work it <laughs> how is. How much work it is, and yeah. uh, and they see how much you get paid, you know, because it's like really worth yeah. a lot. I I described it to my mother once as like therapy, where nobody. Will, asks you any stupid questions and you're allowed to be drunk and stoned if you want to. I know. And that's kind of, that is what comedy is for me. You know? Right. What about that? What You know, like, like how do you decide whether you're going to get drunk before you get on stage or not? Because I have or the told, right level of drunk. Yeah, that's, different that's stuff. the key. And that's what's the right level? Like, I saw Roseanne Barr get on stage at the Denver Comedy Works like in, like, 90, probably about 1990. She was wearing this, this purple... 
uh, down jacket on stage. I don't know. Maybe it was a dress. And <laughs> and she was drunk off her ass and doing a lot of jokes. I mean, I, I knew all her jokes because I'd been watching her. For, right. for, for, and and nobody was laughing because she was drunk off her ass and her timing was for shit. But nobody said a fucking word because it was Roseanne Barr and mm. they all sat there and watched her. Right. You know, it's like, I paid that's a pretty it would be interesting to see a well-known comic just bomb I heard she cried I, once I at the Squire bomb, yeah. I heard she was reduced to cry? tears at the Squire lounge which once in was when in like, like early like, 90s or something so that was like, like, like they, probably just before she got on Carson probably yeah, yeah. or or it could have even been well but it was one of those things where like you know, because the Tuesday Squire happens after, like, Comedy Works Tuesday shows, so she might have had, like, a night there she, and then went after, but she, she, she was, was amazing, reduced man. to tears. She was mm-hmm. funny. She, so. uh, she, she would, like, they used to say it took about 10 years to get on Johnny Carson show. That was how you knew if you'd made it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Johnny Carson is like the Jay Leno or what was that other it's one? Jimmy Fallon it's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon oh. sorry guy yeah well uh, you know that was, we can edit that out if you want and just make it make it sound that's like okay. probably why you didn't win the Florida <laughs> that's right and, and if <laughs> well, but, but I would be willing to date your mom if you show me a picture first uh, I wonder if Jimmy Fallon's got a mom I'm sure he was no, born I think he was born in a at least semi-conventional manner, so he probably has a mother. Yeah. I wonder if she wants to date me. Well, we could get on that. <coughs> He's pretty. Well, awesome. Or our, yeah, our uh, ghost piece subscribers special challenge: <laughs> get Jack Martin a date with Jimmy Fallon's mother. <laughs> All right, and on that we are run. We're at the point right where. It. So, do you want to plug anything? Do you have any... This is your time to peddle your wares if you have any. All right. Where, Kevin. <laughs> where, uh, where can, oh, is it my you, turn? Are you on Facebook? Oh, am I finally, oh, no, no, I, I don't... Facebook is bullshit. Okay. 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 Jack Martin, a hard man to get all of them. <laughs> yeah, if if you want to find me, come to my house. I knew a guy in college that didn't have a phone. Really? Yeah. That was before cell phones. He said, if you want to go hang out, come over. <laughs> There you go. There it um, is. So, Nick, you're on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Kick Holland. Kick Holland. Uh, Instagram. Oh, oh. I'm on Twitter, too, but no one knows it. I have two Twitter accounts, and I follow myself, and I make funny remarks to myself. That sounds great. But what you can't find me. What are they? you got to give us one. I don't remember. No, really, fuck you. you Listen, you Jack Jack Martin is is like John Smith, right? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, so so fuck, nobody's gonna follow me. So <laughs> except me, I have a great picture of. Hey, I uh, I'm a having a pretty point. good week. I hit 75 followers. Wow, woo! I've been trapped. I expect after this I've episode, been, maybe 78. I've been trapped at just Making about goals. 300 followers. People will follow me for a while and then they'll quit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've really, it's hurting my feelings. Maybe the twice. podcast will get a... Uh, I'll follow you. Give you a bump. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to make Maybe. a different account so you can't find my real one. <laughs> this has been another riveting episode. Actually, the second episode. Wait, no, no. Kevin. <coughs> yeah. Plug some stuff. 
Uh, Monday night, Hody's 7.30, Wednesday. Are you hosting Monday? Nine. No, I'm not hosting Monday. He's just plugging. He's just plugging. He's not professional. Plugging means plugging it in. Friday is Patero's Creek. That's the one I co-host with Jason Novak, and we do that every Friday starting So you also don't recognize his um, naval title. Yeah, yeah. The rank, you know. I, see, I respect the title. Admiral I, Jason. I, I'm just going to start confusing it for other ones, start calling him all sergeant. Do that when he introduces uh, Sergeant Jason? Sergeant Jason. Do that for Sergeant Jason. <laughs> Lieutenant Novak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should do that, actually. That'd be hilarious. And that, and then uh, uh, my website is hanbonjovi.com. My like page is French Accent, and I kind of like La Folie. No, it's a pretty good beer. Is that what it's called? Uh, Lafayette, yeah, it's a good beer. Well, thank you for being our audience. This thank means you, yes. You're cycled thank through to you're... be our official guest. Oh, hot diggity. Oh, oh boy. And oh, then, boy. So oh, we'll boy. have a half hour where we kind of right, like right. rag on you, and then you'll join, and we'll just pretend. Yeah, we'll probably be a lot right. meaner when you're actually going to be on and can defend Oh, yourself. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Been in, we weren't mean enough to Jack, but I mean, he's just so No, he is the he's, uh, patriarch he's like, of Fort Collins comedy. He's like... God, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like Bruce Willis in a Santa suit, but not to kill any terrorists. Right. That's how I describe it. There's no intensive terrorism killing. It's just like Bruce Willis is like, hey, I'm gonna go put on a Santa suit, be really nice guy out there. You know? Ghost Pete. Ghost Pete. Not problematic. Share with your friends. Thanks for listening.